Welcome to the Lab Rats Podcast. You are now entering the maze. So you know it's almost the, uh, I think actually today is the two-year anniversary since we had the idea for the rats. Mm. Yeah, it was, I think, Memorial Weekend of 2019. And then, what was it, like six months later, I think is when we actually, roughly six months later is when we released our first episode. Yeah. Yeah, so a year and a half in. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. You, Yeah, because you and Mariah came into town and I wanted to show you this podcast studio. So we went there and we just started talking about health for like, I think <laughs> we were there for like two or three hours. Yeah, I remember like we both like wrote up notes before. We were just recording just like an episode for fun. And we like wrote up, each wrote up multiple sections. Like we had one just like on sleep in general and on like supplements in general. And we just like talked about each section for like 40 minutes and ended up, yeah, ended up being like close to three hours. Yeah. Yeah, we had so much fun. And then... I think we went, we did like an escape room and then we, uh, we went out to like a brewery and we're like, that was fun. Like, what if, what if we started a podcast? <laughs> yeah. And, do uh, we have, do we have the audio anywhere? That would be, dude, I think I do. I think I have the audio. <laughs> Maybe we'll open up a Patreon and, and release that as, as our first Patreon. Yeah. Piece. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would be pretty funny to listen to two years later. Yeah. Um, the original name for Lab Rats was actually going to be Lucid Health. You remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. That we were pretty set with that for a while. And then I just like the, uh, I don't know, the caricature nature of Lab Rats. So <laughs> we kind of stuck with it. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, play on words you can use with it. Yeah. And here we are. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's dive in. So today we are talking about one of the most powerful uh, pre-workout supplements. You may have heard of this before. It is, it's actually been, been around for quite a while, um, about, I mean, decades. This has been around and been used in the fitness and health community. And it is very popular in pre-workout supplements. You, you typically don't see it just alone, but in many pre-workout blends, this is typically the first ingredient. That is beta alanine. Um, it, beta alanine is a amino acid. We've talked about this before. Amino acids are essentially the building blocks of protein. Um, and beta alanine is one of the non-essential amino acids. So remember, there are 11 non-essential amino acids, which means our body makes them. And then there are nine essential amino acids amino acids, which we have to get through our diet. Our body does not make them. So the ultimate purpose of beta alanine in, in the body is to create something called carnosine and increasing carnosine levels is in the body are what essentially leads to this performance benefits. And Andy's going to touch on what carnosine is. Um, but that's kind of the ultimate purpose of, of beta alanine. And Andy, if you want to go into basically the overall claims of what beta alanine is supposedly good for yeah the biggest claim around beta alanine is that it can improve muscle endurance and athletic performance by reducing that burning sensation that you get in your muscles um, often referred to as lactic acid buildup it's not really quite lactic acid buildup that's part of it but that is um that's the idea behind beta alanine that they can reduce that burning sensation and um, you'll see this if you look at a, a beta alanine container like mine says uh, supports muscle endurance and muscle stamina. So we're going to look at what the research um, has actually been on this and if it is worth taking 
as a pre-workout. But uh, you know what else can help improve your performance? Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is what all of the elite athletes, a lot of the elite CrossFit athletes, endurance athletes, um, biohackers, is what they use to track their biomarkers that not only impact their performance, but it helps them live longer as well. This is the doorway to the fountain of youth, thanks to the founder, Dr. Gil Blander. So Dr. Gil, he's sort of this Tony Stark figure who developed this revolutionary way to allow people to see what's going on inside their bodies. And uh, this hasn't been confirmed, but I do believe that he is going to use this data to create a super soldier serum like in Captain America. Um, so we'll ask him about that when he comes on the show. But either way, you can get closer to becoming a superhuman by looking inside yourself with the Inside Tracker's blood and DNA test. And they are giving the Rat Pack 25% off all tests. This is a huge discount. Just go to InsideTracker.com slash LabRats and use code LabRats25. If you're listening to this, then I know you care about your health. So stop wasting time. Take your first step to becoming a super soldier. Go to InsideTracker.com slash LabRats and use code LabRats25. So back to the research on beta alanine. This, like Aaron said, this has been used in the uh, as a pre-workout for decades. And so there's been a lot of research on this, especially over the past 20 years or so. And a lot of the studies have actually been double-blind, randomized control human trials. So we have some really solid data on this. And there was a great review study done in 2015 by the International Society of Sports Nutrition that summarized all the research to date on beta-alanine and athletic performance. Several main takeaways there. I'll link in the show notes. Um, they have nice little summaries on, on what they found. But the biggest takeaway was that four weeks of beta-alanine supplementation, which they defined as between four to six grams daily, Beta-alanine supplementation of that amount significantly increased muscle carnosine concentrations, thereby acting as an intracellular pH buffer. Let me explain what that means because it, it really is important in understanding how beta-alanine works, and it's, it's pretty interesting. So when you exercise, you know, your muscles obviously need energy for that. So to fuel your, fuel your muscles, your body breaks down glucose. And there's a number of chemical reactions involved in this process, but in short, during exercise, your body produces more hydrogen ions, which makes your muscles more acidic. That's, uh, that's that burning sensation that you get when you do a high-intensity exercise. And eventually, your muscles will fatigue because they can't contract in a very acidic environment. So if you've ever done like push-ups for a long period of time or like jumping squats or, or just like squats and you start to feel that burn, eventually your muscles just can't work anymore. That's because um, your muscles can't contract when they're, they're very acidic. Now, uh, this isn't an issue when you're doing lower intensity aerobic exercises like, uh, like running or like, like jogging or swimming because uh, you have enough oxygen to clear out those hydrogen ions, which lowers the acidity. And that's why you don't get that, that burning sensation when you're on just like a, a, a light jog. But when you're doing high intensity workouts, uh, you're going to get a burn until eventually you have to stop or reduce the intensity to give your um, to give your muscles oxygen to clear out the the hydrogen ions to stop the burning. Well, this is where beta alanine comes in. So beta alanine increases carnosine production. 
like Aaron said, um, I don't know if you mentioned at the beginning, but carnosine is made up of two amino acids, uh, beta alanine being one of them, which is a non-essential amino acid, meaning we, we don't have to get from our diet. Our body does produce some of it. And then there's histidine. That's the second amino acid in carnosine. And histidine is an essential amino acid. We can't produce it, which means we have to get it from our diet. Well, carnosine uh, actually reduces the acidity in your muscles. So it's referred to as a buffer in this study um, because it, it, it buffers the, the increase in acidity that builds up from your high-intensity exercise. It reduces the acidity um, in your muscles. So if you have lower acidity in your muscles, you get less of that burning feeling and you can actually go longer during an exercise before your muscles start to fatigue. So that's that's how beta alanine improves performance. Um, it, beta alanine increases carnosine production. Carnosine reduces the acidity or that burning in your muscles during high intensity workouts. And that's going to allow you to to go a little bit longer when you're doing high intensity workouts. So that's kind of the first takeaway from this review study. Um, and obviously, this was developed from years of human trials, but that this is pretty well established at this point. Um, and, you know, they they found from all the data that data that they gathered that four to six grams a day of beta alanine um, increases muscle carnosine concentrations by up to 64 percent after four weeks. And then after 10 weeks, uh, increases carnosine concentration up to 80 percent, which is pretty substantial. So this and, is something that you wouldn't necessarily just take on and off, like randomly before a workout. It's something that you kind of have to build up and take consistently over time. Yeah, which which surprised me because, and we'll get to it when I we get to like our experience with this, but like I noticed it immediately. But apparently, mm -hmm. they they recommend a four week loading phase. That's really okay. where you're going to start to notice uh, a substantial increase in carnosine levels and, and notice the biggest benefit. Okay. And another important thing to note is that this isn't just going to you know, make you uh, a you know superhuman immediately um, or for extended periods of time. So what they found is that beta alanine generally enhances high intensity exercise um, between a minute and four minutes. So no, they the, all the the tests that they looked at, there was really no improvement taking beta alanine for um, exercises lasting less than 60 seconds because they basically concluded that muscle acidity is not the primary factor uh, when you fail under 60 seconds. It's generally because you're you're weak, so it's not muscle so acidity. Would that apply to like a, a one rep max of like a, a squat or something? If you're just doing like powerlifting and you just want to do a one, one rep max squat, this isn't necessarily going to help you there because it's typically not the burning that's preventing you from doing that one rep. Right. Yeah. That that's like a okay. muscle strength issue. Okay. So it's it's really between they noticed the great the greatest benefit between 60 seconds and 240 seconds. So in in three randomized control trials with humans, they looked at athletic performance um, and found that supplementation of beta alanine showed substantial performance improvements against the placebo group between eight to 15%. So basically athletes were able to go eight to 15% longer when taking beta alanine, which it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's pretty substantial for high intensity exercises where mm -hmm. workouts are typically smaller and they do happen in short bursts. And especially if you're competing, like a, a competing a yeah, few seconds huge. matters. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's really those short bursts of exercise between one to four minutes where it really seems to make a difference. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of safety, did you, did you find anything? Do you want to get into that now? Um, yeah, this study also, yeah. also touched on safety. Yeah, I think it's basically just what they mentioned there. So it's really been shown to be extremely safe. There are no dangerous side effects that are known of, and it's been used for, for decades, and there are no no known dangerous side effects. The 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 main one, and if you've had beta alanine, you know what this is. It's called paresthesia. Did I say that right? I don't know. I, I don't I, know what that I, word I think, is. I think that's how you say it, paresthesia. It's basically this uh, tingling or warm sensation that you get in your, you kind of get in your face and in your hands. It feels like strange. It's, yeah, I guess like, yeah, tingling and warm, I guess is mm -hmm. kind of how you describe it. Um, most people experience this if you take a moderate to high dose and especially if you take it really fast. So if you're taking like a powder and you put it in a drink and you just kind of chug that drink, you're going to feel this like really intensely. Whereas if you, Put it, put it in a drink and then sip on it over the course of an hour, you you probably won't feel it. So it's when you get a high dose really fast is when this paresthesia sets in. There's no danger to it. Um, it mm -hmm. doesn't cause any issues. It's just kind of, some people might find it uncomfortable. Um, I don't think most people will find it too uncomfortable to a point to where they can't stand it. Uh, it's, it's really pretty mild. So that's the only common side effect. And a lot of people do experience this side effect. Um, yeah. I, I was, I'm, I'm always interested or I'm always, um, surprised at how quickly I feel it. Cause I, I take mm -hmm. about th three grams and within 15 minutes I get this tingling sensation yeah. in my, um, yeah. kind of my cheeks and neck and my, my hands and arms. I, I actually kind of like it because it reminds me that it's working <laughs> and, and I don't know, maybe it's like, uh, what is it? The, the dog Pavlo's dog, where it's like you, you know, you give oh, up the, yeah. the treat when you hear the, the bell. It's like a reminder to me, like it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. You know, some people like it. It's kind of, I think people call it like a pre-workout buzz. It's kind of like another name for it. Yeah. Um, it definitely is a buzz. Sense. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's strange. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really the main one. There's, there's some potential that taking this consistently can decrease taurine levels. So you might want to keep an eye on that. I mean, the other thing, just like with any supplement, um, there are possibilities of it reacting poorly depending on the medications you're on or like if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, like any supplements, like consult your doctor before taking this along with those other things. But all in all, in terms of supplements, it's it's extremely safe um, and effective. Yeah. The evidence around this is really solid and yeah. consistent. I mean, not only ha has there been, I mean, there've been multiple randomized control human trials that have continued to show the same thing and a lot of that has been um has been documented in some of these review studies that you can see to to summarize all the research it's it's really solid and uh and anecdotally i've had the same experience that that was revealed in these studies so i take three grams a day have probably been doing that for about a month probably about yeah four to four to five weeks now. And I'll take that 15, 30, 15 to 30 minutes before my workout. The brand that I, I used to get was Optimum Nutrition and they're like out of stock now. I, I can't even find it anywhere. Um, I don't know if they stopped making it or what, but, or just if everybody started picking up beta alanine, I think that's actually what happened because 
Matt Frazier, who's a famous CrossFit guy, he, he was on Rogan about a month ago. And, um, he mentioned that he takes beta alanine and like beta alanine yeah. sales just soared. Yeah. I read that article how, yeah, right, right after he mentioned it, sales went crazy and like it was sold out everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what got me into it. Yeah. That's how I heard. I mean, I, I knew, like I knew of it, but I didn't really realize like how effective it could be until he mentioned it. And then we started actually researching it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's powerful stuff. So I, I felt like I noticed it immediately and, mm. you know, the more I take it, the more I, I notice it. Like there is definitely a, a, a noticeable improvement in my performance. This is probably the most notable, uh, the, the most noticeable, um, improvement of any supplement I've taken hmm. just cause it's so okay. immediate. Yeah. Like I, I can just go longer without getting fatigued, like in short bursts. So like this does not help with strength. Like, like mm -hmm. you had mentioned earlier, it doesn't help with, cardio i know matt frazier said it feels like he has a third lung i i didn't really get that um yeah. i've noticed the most benefit from short high intensity workouts double unders are, are a great great example for me that i can easily just think about in, in in terms of this so double unders are just it's jump rope but you spin it around twice and that can really strain the, the calves after a while and that's i don't know about you but when i do those for a while like that's what's stopping me is the burning in my calves mm -hmm. yeah. or, or the burning in your forearms from spinning right. the jump rope. But like, I remember when I started taking this, I did a workout that had a ton of double unders and it was like one of the best times I've ever had. And I was like, this stuff's powerful. And then, you know, <laughs> I've been hooked ever since. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I have basically a similar experience. The, where I noticed it the most. So I guess within the first week or so, I didn't notice a ton. I think after a week is when I started to notice it. And the first time I really was like, okay, this stuff is legit. I was doing the workout Nancy, which is basically you do 15 overhead squats and then you run a quarter of a mile and you do that five times in a row as fast as you, as fast as you can. And I've never been great at that workout because my running's bad and my overhead squats pretty bad. So it, it's really uh burns the quads and the legs a lot because you're doing squats right into a run back to squats and you just get a lot of leg burn um i felt like incredible doing this i was able to do which it's not that impressive but i was able to do all the overhead squats on broken with mm. no issue and then i would walk to the end of my driveway go for a run and i was going at like a solid pace and then walked back to the barbell and by the time i those short transitions of like 20 seconds between or 10, 20 seconds was enough for that burning to stop and do that next thing at like full, full force again. So I feel like it really recovered that, that burning sensation quick. So that's where yeah. I really noticed it on a workout like that, where it's kind of short bits of high intensity. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I'm still taking it to this day. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It doesn't work for like every workout, especially in CrossFit where things are, are varied. Like some workouts mm -hmm. are, are more strength-based and they're just yeah. longer. Um, and you need to pace yourself. Like, I don't notice it as much for, for that when it's like these short bursts, like, you know, double unders are like, you got to pound through squats as, as fast as possible. Like definitely you can feel it there. And, um, yeah. and yeah, recovery time too. Like double unders, there's this one specific workout. I, I really noticed it and it was, yeah, a lot, tons of double unders and I could just stop, shake out my legs and just keep going again mm -hmm. and just feel like I recovered really quickly. Yeah, there's really no, I mean, 
I guess whoever's listening to this, like whatever type of exercise you do, it's not necessarily going to help everything. Like if you just go for like a run, you know, if you're someone who just runs two to three miles or bikes two to three miles, just kind of at an easy pace, it's probably, you're probably not going to notice a huge effect in those things. Um, but there are, are certainly if, if you kind of change up your activity and do something a little bit different every day, or if you kind of mix in weightlifting with running, you're going to notice it at some point with some workout and there's really no downside to it. So it's worth trying, uh, just stick with it for like a month before you kind of get its full effects. Um, but I think it's, I think it's worth trying. Um, what else, what else do you currently mix in with, with beta alanine as your pre-workout? Well, one of the other big ones is element. So like we learn in every new live action Disney movie, some villains are just misunderstood. And like Maleficent, I think sodium is a misunderstood villain. You know, we've been told that sodium leads to heart disease, um, uh, you know, high blood pressure. But the truth is we need sodium. And like with every misrepresented Disney villain, context matters. And in the context of a diet consisting of donuts, fast food, and pizza, yeah, more sodium may cause heart problems. But in the context of a whole foods, healthy diet, sodium is powerful. Sodium is life. So before you judge sodium, try to understand it, understand it before making it a villain. You can go get your uh, electrolytes now in the form of the best electrolyte drink on the planet, Element. Go to drinklmnt.com slash labrats. Or visit the link in our Instagram bio. So Element yes. is a pre-workout or pre or post-workout electrolyte drink mix. Um, so you do that, you do beta alanine, and then what else do you put in in your pre-workout? Creatine, amino, uh, amino, um, aminos, amino acids, yeah. it's, essential it's, uh, aminos, EAAs, yeah, yeah, and uh, beetroot powder, which okay. we're gonna save that for another episode. Yeah, we'll talk about cool that stuff. at some time in the future. Yeah, yeah, mine looks but, the same. I don't do the beetroot powder, but I do the other three. That's my kind of homemade pre-workout mix that works pretty solid yeah yeah no i love it it's it's good stuff um it seems to get the job done the the key is just to let it digest let it sit before going and attacking a workout because it's it's a lot of powders and water and i <laughs> i like last week i like chugged that before a workout and it oof it did not stay down it all came out. This <laughs> is the first time that I've I've thrown up in a workout in a long time. Jeez, but um, yeah, I try to sip on. Um, I mix all my those three things into about eight to twelve ounces, and then I kind of sip on that thirty minutes leading up to a workout. So I feel mm -hmm. like that works works well. The effects have like kicked in at that point, and I don't have a bunch of water moving around in my stomach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I want to touch on is it, everyone's probably thinking like, well, can I get beta alanine through my diet? And um, yes, like I said, carnosine is made up of two amino acids, beta alanine, which is non-essential. That means our body produces it naturally. That doesn't mean that we uh, we can't get it through our food, but um, we can survive w w without getting it through our diet. And then histidine, we have to get through our diet. So both can be found in animal products primarily. Histidine can be found in high quantities in pork, beef, chicken, tuna, uh, but but also in like tofu, uh, navy beans, pumpkin seeds, and beta alanine. You can get a little bit through like beef and fish. So I think you can get like 
half a gram to one gram of beta alanine in like four ounces of beef or like 0.2 to 0.5 grams of beta alanine per four ounces of chicken. So you can get some through your food, but um, in terms of the carnosine in your muscle, beta alanine is really the, the limiting factor. Like we, most people get plenty of histidine through their diet. Beta alanine is just found in smaller quantities uh, in food. So yes, you can get it through your diet, but most people don't want to eat, uh, you know, a big steak before they go work out. And, um, to, and to get that, the bigger dose of beta alanine, like a lot of the studies, you know, show you really need like, I don't know, three to six grams, um, to get that, that boost. So, which you'd have to eat a lot of food to get that. And the food would take a while to digest. So, um, that's where supplementing comes in. Now, did our ancestors supplement with beta alanine? No, obviously not. So it's not really like this natural thing. Um, but there, there doesn't seem to be any deleterious side effects at this point. So I don't, I don't see a harm in boosting performance with it. It's legal. Um, does the everyday person need this? No, probably not. But for athletes that are doing a very specific exercise, like high intensity, I think it's a great way to step up performance. Yeah. So if you want to try it, um, start maybe with two grams and you can work your way up to five grams, anywhere from two to five is a good start. And then kind of sip on this maybe an hour or 30 minutes before your workout. Now you can get this, like I said, it's, it's very common to find this in pre-workout blends, which typically are sweetened and they have caffeine in them and all types of other things. And not all of those are bad, but I, I just prefer to make my own. So I buy just raw, pure beta alanine in powder form and mix it into whatever it's, it's flavorless. Um, so if you just search like, uh, I think, yeah, basically flavorless beta alanine on Amazon, you can find it pretty cheap on there and you can get pretty big quantities. So you can either take that approach or you, you could do a pre-workout blend if you want, but, um, yeah, whatever, uh, whatever works for you. All right. I think that's it. We're, we're, we're trying to keep these episodes shorter because we're realizing how long our episodes are getting. So anything else? No, I think that's all. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.